download the Hit app. This is the show. Want more access to exclusive prizes? Become a VIP at hit.com.au. Conspiracy Theory. Conspiracy Theory. All right, it's time for another conspiracy theory. This, in fact, the last of the conspiracy theories. And I thought this time around we'd have a look at something a little closer to home. Now, this year we've been having a look at cryptids, otherwise known as as sort of folklore tales, as folklore creatures, mythical creatures, if you will. And this is the strangest one that I could find closer to home that wasn't a yowie. We've all spoken about yowies before. Some of us have even seen them after a big night out. This one is from New South Wales. It seems that wherever there is a significant body of water, you are going to find one of these. Check it out. The creature located in New South Wales, Australia, lurks in the depths of the Hawkesbury River. And according to Rex Gilroy, who is an Australian naturalist and head of the Australian Unknown Animal Investigation Centre, he believes the creature to be living and utilising the central coast as a place for breeding. This creature is called the Hawkesbury River Monster, and many different sightings have been put forward over the years. Eyewitness reports over the years place the length of the monster to be between 7 and 24 metres, having two sets of flippers with a snake-like head. Alright, so, pretty much like the Loch Ness Monster, but an Aussie version of it. Now, if you want to find out more, you can actually, there's a podcast called the Weird, Weird Crap in Australia podcast. They've done one on the Hawkesbury River Monster as well. Check this out. A young fisherman was settled on the Hawkesbury River, his rod in the water. He was sitting in his small aluminium boat, a soft breeze on the water. A small tug on his line broke him from his days, and he reached from his line. Before he could grab the fishing rod, something surfaced under the boat, sending the small boat over. The fisherman surfaced, turning to look at what was happening. He caught a glimpse of a strange monster. The thing was big, fast, and streamlined. They didn't know what the thing was or where it came from. But one thing was clear. They'd just seen the Hawkesbury River monster. There you go. We've had a couple of sightings of the Hawkesbury River monster. uh, Very similar to the Loch Ness monster in Scotland. And can I just say, there are similarities with these sightings. Because obviously in large bodies of water... Uh, so there's that. But also in Scotland and Australia, we both enjoy a good drink or ten. And uh, every time there's a sighting of those monsters, it's from guys that have probably had quite a few. In fact, a few too many. Not wanting to ruin it for anyone. But that is the final conspiracy theory. Lucky enough to have uh, a couple of uh, Brisbane Lions players in with me. Marcus Adams and Hugh McCluggage. Gents, welcome. Thanks for having us. Thanks for coming in. So you're in the region uh, at the moment, which is great. You've got sort of uh, two days where you're travelling around uh, and saying good day to club, local clubs and schools and all that kind of stuff. That must be a bit of a change for you, a bit, bit different. Yeah, no, it's been really good actually coming up. Um, we had a little Auskick party yesterday afternoon and the kids were running around kicking footies everywhere and uh, went out to a school as well, which was which was great and seeing the kids um, kick the footies, which for some of them was a bit of a change from what they're used to. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, and no, that was really good and we've enjoyed our time so far and um, yeah, out to the hospital after this, which will be 
uh, a great experience as well. There's no rest for you guys. It's it's getting out and getting amongst the people. Yeah, for sure. We we got here and went straight to a school uh, just to help out down there and, and run a little clinic straight into the Auskick like Marcus just touched on. And then last night we had a footies back function with a few of the um, volunteers and presidents around the around the area for the local footy clubs and also a few members of um, yeah the politics around this area. So that was that was really good to, to meet some people there and yeah obviously today we're off the hospital and um, yeah in here this morning to uh, do a little bit of radio which has been mm. good fun. Well we're celebrating 50 years of AFL on the Darling Downs which is uh, which is huge. Do you find that the uh, the game is sort of growing? It doesn't matter where you've gone whether it's uh, to the Darling Downs or anywhere else, uh, the the game of AFL is definitely growing in Queensland, yeah? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, personally, I've probably noticed in terms of the girls' participation, um, yeah. the way the AFL has promoted AFLW up here has been really good in terms of growing the sport. And last night there was a fair bit touched on the success of the Lions in the early 2000s, brought a lot more participation um, throughout Queensland. And um, last year, obviously, we had a reasonable season. Um, didn't quite finish up how we wanted, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, the success of the the local teams sort of brings more kids into the game. So that's something we're we're um, really focused on in terms of how we go about it, trying to to grow the participation and. Yeah, it's been really good to see up here so far. So when you're uh, you're having a little kick with the kids and, and sort of giving uh, take them through a, a training clinic, what would be the hardest thing to teach uh, a kid to do? Not to throw it up here. I think <laughs> the main one. Yeah, they they seem to pick up the ball and want to yeah toss it like they're playing league or union, which yeah. is very understandable. Or yeah, if we were back home and and got shown a, a league or union ball, I probably would have tried to handball it. Yeah, so that's it's, right. It's no different to that, but. Yeah, just trying to teach them the basic skills. I, I think once they once they have a crack, they're all quite quite good at it, quite capable and, and enjoy it. But it's obviously not something that's in a lot of households up here, the AFL football, which is can be a little bit of a challenge at times, but at the same time it, it's quite um, rewarding once you do get the kids, you know, kicking and handballing and, and having a bit of fun with it. Yeah, look, I uh, I grew up down south, so I grew up with AFL and uh, trying to get my kids into it too. And I find uh, getting them to bounce the ball is the yeah. hardest and get it to come back to them. I still can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> now, I um, there's a local footy club that uh, sort of trains on an oval uh, near here and they uh, I, I run some laps while they're doing their training. And I've noticed lately they do a lot of yelling at each other. Is that something that you actually have to practice? Storm, um, you can touch on that. Defenders. <laughs> Yeah, the defenders do a lot of yelling, yeah. uh, seeing the game from, from behind. I think the way it's played now, it's so important to have your whole sort of team in the right positions defensively. Otherwise, you can get picked apart pretty easily. So yeah, right. it actually is yeah, quite important, I think. Like you sort of notice when there's someone not pulling their weight in that regard, you, you can um, yeah, you can fall apart pretty so quick. So are you giving your teammates a G up with this yelling or are you calling for the ball? What's Or is it just making noise? Sometimes I feel like it's just making noise, <laughs> to be honest with you. But um, no, I think... I think um, it's nice just to hear someone talking from behind sometimes when you're um, up in front, like you can sort of get caught in two minds at times. And I think having that, that guidance from behind just yeah, sort of yeah, right. eases your uh, nerves a little bit. So when you're in a thick of it, somebody else from a distance telling you what to do is... Yeah, it? even if they're just screaming right or left or <laughs> yeah, up right. or back. Or get rid of it. Yeah, it's something <laughs> yeah, like right. it's, it helps. Well, thanks for, for coming in today for a, a bit of a chat. If anybody wants any more information, of course, uh, you can head online, aflq.com.au. And yeah, thanks very much for uh, spending the time 
uh, over what yesterday and today, uh, catching up with all the people across the Darling Downs. No worries. Thanks Pleasure. for having us in. Thank you. Now I finish up at the end of this week, my radio career done and dusted, moving on to other things. Chapter two, so to speak. Unfortunately, though, got to take the kids with me. They won't be on the radio anymore. And a lot of people have been sending messages in and saying, Hamish, I'm really going to miss your kids. On a Thursday, we do a thing called Stuff Kids Say where we catch up with my boys and see if we can work out what's going on in their brains. I've got two kids, Sam, who's eight, Adam, who is six. So I thought, when I have a chance this week, I'll play some of my favourite Stuff Kids Say segments. So let's do it. Now listen, Kids Say. Okay, so in this one, uh, I caught up with the boys just after dinner time, after tea time, whatever you want to call it, and got to talking about... What they had for tea, as it turns out, uh, I really mostly just talked to Adam on this one. He's the six-year-old. And he had a little bit of a problem, intentionally or otherwise, saying chicken schnitzel. Uh, I don't know if I have to issue a language warning here because, you know, he's an innocent child. But just in case, could be some language. Enjoy. What did you just have for tea? Peas. Mashed potato. Biscotti. <laughs> you didn't have biscotti, you had chicken schnitzel. Chicken schnitzel. Chicken schnitzel. Oh. Okay, that's enough. Um, so you had three things on your plate. What was the thing that you liked the most? Biscotti. <laughs> Once again, you did not have spaghetti, you had chicken schnitzel. Chicken schnitzel. What's the food that you hate the most? Out of, out of those three. Peas babang. Uh, what happened when you had tried one pea? What did you want to do? I needed a bucket. Why? Because I hate peas. Why don't you like peas? Because they have pee on them. <laughs> there you go. Don't eat peas. They have pee on them, according to a six-year-old. Now, I'm heading off to do my Chapter 2. At the end of this week, I finish up with radio, and I'm doing something completely different, becoming the Business Development Manager at the Toowoomba Turf Club. Now, if that doesn't work out, what I thought is maybe I need a Plan B or a Plan C, a D, an E, or an F. So I got in contact with TAFE Queensland Toowoomba Campus, to try a few trades out, just in case there's something else that I want to give a go. Now, yesterday it was hairdressing. Uh, I had some fun with the crew from head, the hairdressing training facility, but probably not for me. This time around, though, uh, I'm working in construction. Now, you can check out the video on our Facebook page today, Hit South Queensland. So the other day I caught up with Corey, who's a fourth-year apprentice uh, in the construction area, and he sent me a little bit of a challenge, which was this. Well, today we're just building a standard residential wall frame with a window in the middle. So what's my challenge? Well, here's all your pieces. It's a giant jigsaw puzzle, and we're giving you a minute to put it together. And that's yep. the plan you sort of got to work to. All right. So, so that holds all your sizes and where everything should go. All right, you've given me a minute. These school kids, how uh, quick do they normally do it? Oh, about 30 seconds. Oh, great. All right, well, let's give <laughs> it a go. pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they gave me a frame. I had to erect a frame within that frame, jigsaw puzzle style. I didn't have to use any uh, nails or a hammer or anything like that. Apparently, uh, I'm not qualified. So I gave it a red hot shot. I had to get in under a minute. How did I go? Well, this is the time I scored. 
48 seconds. <laughs> Some would say a little too excited about that. Now, Corey then had a go straight after that. If you want to see his time, make sure you check out the video on our Facebook page, Hit South Queensland. Did he do better or worse than me? Well, there's only one way to find out. I did ask Corey, though, how I went overall with the challenge, and, and this was his response. So overall, how do you think I went? Well, pretty good. Not too you bad? Can, oh, not too bad at all. You could yeah, start off as an apprentice and you'll get there in the end. <laughs> well, you are a fourth-year apprentice. I've just walked in the door. Yeah, so. I've only got four years on you. Come on now. <laughs> yes, so I did okay. Not great, but okay. It's a good place to start, as it turns out. Now, if you want to make... Uh, your apprentice or trainee business ready, then get in contact with TAFE Queensland. They will do that for you. Uh, they've got a, a number of hands-on courses in the building and construction industry from carpentry, uh, plumbing to tiling and plastering, bricklaying and painting and decorating as well. You can search Ready for Business for more information. Download the hit app. This is the show. Want more access to exclusive prizes? Become a VIP at hit.com.au.